Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 57. Oh, yeah. Let's go. So for this episode, we're going to be reviewing 1917, and we're going to give you our picks for the best movies of 2019. Yes. So Tawana, what are we going to sip on today? As she just as I take an actual sip. (laughs) Um, So. Because of 1917, I was quite inspired to be very European. Um, So, and I'm a fan of stouts, especially in the winter, which is when all the really dark beer is drunk, primarily. Okay. (laughs) Um, It's because, you know, they've got a little bit of higher alcohol content, and they're fuller and richer, and, you know. Anyway, all those things. So... Um, looking around for um, something good and European, and wouldn't you know, in one of my favorite stores, Trader Joe's. Not Trader Joe's. I'm kidding. <laughs> Trader Joe's. Oh yeah. Because I am a hoe for Trader Joe's, actually. Um, but uh, looking around, since so they have a pretty good selection of beer, actually, and mm-hmm. they let you try a lot of beers. Yeah. So if you want to like get a six pack or whatever, you can do that. So found Murphy's. Imported uh, stout, uh, and so the confusion I have with with it is that um, where it used to be brewed in Ireland, because Heineken owns them now, it's like canned in the UK and brewed in Ireland and like imported to the US. It's got a lot of yeah. hands in it now. It's, it's traveling a lot, but nevertheless. It's got the flavor I'm looking for and the regions I was referring to. So anyway, so Murphy's, uh, I guess this, it's, and when I looked it up, sometimes it was Murphy's Irish Stout. So now they've changed it to Murphy's Imported Stout. So sorry, Ireland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, Murphy's Irish Stout. So since 1856, Murphy's Stout has been, like I said, brewed in, in um, Ireland in Cork, using their authentic recipe. Um, so they pride themselves in using like the finest ingredients, like a very pure pale malt, a chocolate malt, a roasted barley and some hops, and it, it offers this very smooth, creamy, uh, like really wonderful, like full body taste. Um, it's got a bit of chocolate in it, it's got uh, some coffee undertones, and uh, what they call a biscuity sweet pure malt aroma. Wow. Um, I like it a lot. Does it feel biscuity and malty? <clears throat> no, but it feels very creamy in my can mouth. Can I taste it? Yes, you can. We like it when it's creamy in your mouth. Yes, Tawana. I love a little cream in my mouth. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I'm yeah. kidding. Well, that's pretty good. But um, I f- I'm getting a little coffee. Yeah, it's coffee. Too. It's chocolate. Usually a stout is coffee and chocolate. And yeah. I'm not 100% sure I really need to look this up, but I didn't realize it would be so milky. 
Mm. Um, it's very much like a milk stout, which I is my favorite fucking stout. Mm. Is a milk stout because some, some stouts can be very um, bitter, and some stouts can be overly chocolatey and coffee. <laughs> but um, yes. but nevertheless. This ten cheers! Be fun. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, ten cheers for Murphy's. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying Irish Stout because they they deserve just their just do it. Just their do it. Due. Um, just do it. Is it is it just because it's no longer brewed in Ireland that they can't say? The yeah, Irish I think stout? that's why. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because yeah. it like, literally on the back of the can, there's like seven different things that has happened to this poor beer. Yeah. <laughs> because of uh, proprietary reasons, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So so what happens after Brexit? Yeah. Is it gonna made? In, is it gonna be made in Topeka? Probably. Knows? I mean, and like they still have the founder's name signed to the back of it, so maybe that's like part of their deal. Because I'm, I'm assuming this was a big family company when it was pr- private. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, anyway, it's very, very good. If you like a stout, like I like a stout, especially when it's milky. Oh yeah. Check it out. The one is all about her milky <laughs> stouts today. I'm a little filthy today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I like these. Uh, Excuse your grandma unless she's the dirty one like mine. Sexual notes Tawana has going on today. <laughs> what you got going on, boy? <laughs> God, I'm almost off track here. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to continue in my, since I've been sampling a different rise for the next couple of weeks, I just wanted to bring out uh, Knob Creek's Straight Rye Whiskey. It's a small batch. It's a... Uh, as they say patiently aged and it's a hundred proof um quite tasty actually um and the thing about knob creek it's been around you know for a very very long time the uh, original founder of this was uh johan reginald beam who immigrated from germany to the united states quite fitting for yeah 1917 yes and uh and, and so he's since he came to america and he started using the grains from his farm farm to create different bourbons and different whiskeys. But his, uh, who was it? His, his grandson, mm-hmm. Booker No, was the first person who started to create Knob Creek and this Knob Creek rye back in uh, 1950. So, uh, and, and the good thing about these ryes, I think there's, there's something very spicy about it. There's something very, because um, you still get that whiskey, that deep whiskey flavor. It's a lot of oak. There are a lot of vanilla notes in here. Mm-hmm. It it would go well if you were making like I would say an old fashioned. It would be really good in an mm-hmm. old fashioned. But I think that as you as we try these things, and because rye is making a big huge comeback along with because of the advent of all the people jumping into bourbons and stuff like that and scotches mm-hmm. that rye people are acknowledging rye and, and what makes rye really good. And a lot of bartenders are using rye. In, in cocktail drinks that when people ask for whiskey, they'll usually give them rye drinks. So I think that it's, it's interesting to try these things. And I, I kind of like this one and it, it's a hundred proof. So it's, it's shooting with all guns, as they say from uh, 1917 and it's mm. 50% <laughs> alcohol content. So there's a lot going on in here. I'm going to sip this one lightly because I don't want to have that kind of day. Right. Uh, Again. Someone actually Again. said something to me recently, like, you know, that Vaughn gets really into it, doesn't he? I was like, yeah, he gets really smashed. But it's, he's been trying to, it, like, pull back a I've little. Been, well, it's part of the diet, too, because I'm not really drinking a lot of alcohol. This is true. So, you know, and, and once again, Kevin, well. thank you for all your little side side, side, comments side and, comment and, and shade. But I, it's okay. I am here to provide color commentary. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much, Kevin. That's, a, that's exactly what we need is the color commentary. Absolutely. 
Antoine is having another stout. She's Hell gonna yeah. Tawana's gonna have the day. It's Apparently. Like, Apparently. It's, I had it last time too, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, so, you know. Tawana's gonna have That's the day. Just just drink. keep her ear clear. It, it is pretty though. Okay, I, I love, like how it pours. I love because they put nitro caps in these mm -hmm. in these cans and then I love how it pours and then you watch it. The oh, head yeah. rise from the bottom oh, it, up. It certainly is. It's so great. Listen, if you are a child and you can't get the word head out of your head. <laughs> like apparently me. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Please be as filthy as you like. If this is your dirty episode, please enjoy it. Okay. With a sound. Hey, look, I left the fact that Vaughn is drinking Knob Creek out of it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like been seven thousand dick jokes. Wow, this it's is gonna amazing. be. This is the episode. <laughs> okay, is, this is the dick joke episode. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's start. So we're gonna we're gonna skip industry news tonight because we wanted to jump right into the movies and yes. and, and our favorite movies and and also nineteen seventeen. Right. So uh, let's start talking about nineteen seventeen first, Tawana. Okay, I'm sorry. I had a lip full of had, cream, you, and it just <laughs> got to be too much. To oh my god. <laughs> Well, we since, are we are middle aged like since, children today. Since uh, <laughs> since nineteen seventeen was cinematically orgasmic for you. Let's, it was cinematically orgasmic. Let let's me take just jump sip. right in. Just have another <laughs> sip. Actually, I think it's safe to say that we we actually have a we have an audience today too. Oh, yeah. And I think it could also be partially his fault that the that I think so that we're acting up. I think so. <laughs> ben, welcome. Hey, Ben, welcome aboard. Welcome, welcome. Um, okay, so we'll start, right? 1917, Absolutely. directed by, I'm going to say one of my faves, Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes is doing it. He's doing it and has such a background that I had no idea. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, directed and co-written by Sam, um, starring Dean Charles Chapman, um, George McKay, who got snubbed, deserved all the fucking nominations yeah. for for the soldier one of the soldiers in um nineteen fourteen. Uh starting a few other um very quickly uh spotted but duly mentioned, right? Yes. Colin, like Colin first. Um who else do we have? We have a few others as I go down this line. Colin Cumberbatch. Fur, Cumberbatch, uh Mark Strong uh, there were a few Homeboy others. from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um. Um. What's his name? The bodyguard guy. Yes, right? absolutely. I mean, this Rob Stark the for the Game Rob of Thrones. Rob Stark. Fans. Yes, Rob Stark. I was like, oh, Rob, you still. You <laughs> scroll past them too fast. No, I did. Didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. You saw him. I did. Anyway, whatever. Um. <laughs> but anyway, he's you in get the film. it. All the Rob Stark fans get it. <laughs> whatever. This is a lot. He's in the film. It was quick. <laughs> there was a lot of. There was a lot of like sort of like. Um, cameos in right. the film, but primarily it was uh, Schofield all the way. Absolutely, he, uh, and he owned it. Right, like you, you really wanted to watch his journey. Right, and, and the two of them together were a good combo. They were a good combo. Even though I, I felt like from the beginning one of these guys was gonna die. Right, but I so, just didn't know which one it was gonna be. Exactly. So the story is basically during World War One, two British soldiers, Lance Corporal Schofield and Lance Corporal Blake, receive seemingly impossible orders. In a race against time, they must cross over into enemy territory to deliver a message that could potentially save 1,600 of their fellow comrades, and which includes Blake's um, own brother, yes. his older brother. Mm -hmm. um, so before, before I even start with my whole spiel, I just want to say that this 1917 was was 
solely inspired by a true story um, from Sam Mendez's grandfather, who was Trinidadian, by the way. Nice. Bl- mind blown. Nice. From Trinidad, immigrated to um, England, immediately, like at 18, 19, immediately joined the forces, the armed forces, and became this sort of hero of sorts because um, um, the grandfather told a story, used to always tell Sam and his his uh, cousins and siblings, this story about this messenger and very similarly themed to 1917 and turned out the messenger was his grandfather. And, like, the crazy thing is, is, like, like his regiment was, like, 649 people and only, like, 200 people went home or something. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to be one of them and he had to do this thing. And so, um, although 1917 is true at its core, it's... um primarily fiction right and so i'll start by just saying roger dinkins roger deakins roger deakins yes this is primarily roger roger is first of all roger deakins is mind-blowing so if you don't know roger um skyfall um (laughs) uh, blade runner Runner, uh 2049 and um did you do roger play runner no that wasn't him, was it? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I can look it up, but um, I don't think so. But anyway, um, Roger's got a, a incredible uh, resume, and if you don't know this white-haired uh, <laughs> magic cinematographer, um, you really need to catch. Oh, No Country for Old Men. Yes, beautiful um, film. Fargo, The Goldfinch. Like we spoke yes. about that. And we um, love the Goldfinch. And we by love the, way. the Goldfinch. So please go back and review it. Sicario, like on and on and on. Prisoners. Oh, that was great. Um, on and on and on. So Roger is, um, indeed, um, do all his accolades, which he rent, which he unfortunately didn't even receive until Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Wow. Fuck you, Oscar. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute because yes, I got please. more fuck yous for you, Oscar. Got it. <laughs> but honestly, fuck you for not giving people their due when it's due. All right. You know? I, anyway. I, are we going to talk about it in a second? Because I have theories. Okay. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will when we do, the, <laughs> we, we do our things. Okay, good. So, um, and, and unfortunately, he probably won't win again no. for this fucking film, which was by far better than I will say it, it was this film. And it was Parasite that had fantastic cinematography. Right. And well, he, well, he did get the Golden Globe. He got the Globe. But I mean, I mean, I really wish he would because this film is gorgeously shot. So it's designed to look like a one shot the entire film. We follow these two soldiers through this war, and sort of almost like you feel like you're in. Um, for people who play video games, like a one person shooter, first person shooter game. Yeah. At some points in it. And so, like, this is a gigantic technical achievement um, that cannot be ignored. Uh, not only just cinematography, but costumes, set. Yeah, there was so much attention uh, to detail. Props. Everything. Like, everything had, an, had a minutia of detail. Um, there wasn't a lot of breathing room to, I think, really solely de- uh, develop character structure. But I don't think you really needed it because they gave us brief little synopsises like... Um, Blake had a brother and his whole time on their farm and Schofield is a reluctant hero right. who would receive the previous medal who he like 
sold he traded for, for cigarettes wine. So no wine. wine was it wine it was wine but you know he 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 was not under the impression that he was a hero he was just i'm just trying to survive right and he didn't even <laughs> in in how uh blake yeah. You know how Schofield was chosen was just random. Well, he was chosen because he was friends with Blake, and right? Blake was they, like, they were literally sitting next to each other by a tree right. when the commander came up and said, right. "Blake, I want you to do this." And, and Blake he said, "Here's my boy, let's go." Right? Blake kind of just assumed it would be like some some bullshit, right? Because so they were like, going to get. He thought they were going to get food. Yeah, he thought they were. So, <laughs> so, but um, nevertheless, very similarly, a uh, very similar, I should say, to Dunkirk. If you've seen Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Very similar in those themes, um, and and in terms of character structure as well, it really focused on the actual mission at the time, right? And what they needed to do, and what they were there for, and so I just think, and it definitely was not a Saving Private Ryan. It wasn't a like Saving that. Private Ryan, thank God, because I think it didn't need it. I mean, it really just immerses you from the from the one shot, really brilliantly shot film where it will go from. A, 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 a downed airplane that's coming at you. I don't know what those planes were called, um, but those sort of fighter planes that they mm-hmm. had coming at the soldiers to us staying on them as the plane crashes to other things happening. And then you would go from someone's shoulder to their neck to to the horizon to back on them. But it would be the cylindrical like fix the way they would shoot it and so the very few times they would cut would be into like this sort of cgi tree or into the darkness like a hitchcock cut you know and like if you don't know what i'm referring to really look into rope it's really primarily right why we sure. call that a hitchcock cut um you will not be disappointed trust me um and so what 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 all this does is really just brings you in to the film and really immerses the viewer. That and Schofield's determination right. to get this message through no matter what. Right. Highly, highly recommended. It is an amazing, adventurous piece from beginning to end. You will not be bored and you don't need to know anything about war because also, um, seeing as how this horrible time. I mean, really. And aren't they called like the greatest generation ever? Right? The World War One guys? It, quite honestly, they deserve it. Yeah. No, they, it's, it's World War Two. World War II. Is that World War II greatest, greatest generation? Oh, is that? But, well, yeah, that's two. World yeah. One should be. But, you know, I think what was interesting <laughs> well, to me. I don't want to take that away. But what anyway, was interesting to me just really as good. watching these soldiers and what I was always captivated by, because I, I literally watched it last night with yeah. one of my, my one of my colleagues. And, yeah, How did they have the, the time to dig all those trenches? Like they were, because the war literally takes place in a trench. You know, well, yeah, well, you got one side with one trench, you got the other side with the other trench. No. And when did they have the time to construct all the trenches? While they were in those trenches, like yeah. sleeping. It, it they just, literally, that was their job. It, Go it, dig it, trenches it and try to survive. How, how they just, it was so rudimentary. And, 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 and to think that there were so many times when it was easily they could have been picked off. And for well, yeah, the Germans, for anyone, they had the they had all the firepower because they were right there. They didn't have to travel anywhere to get to it. Right. They literally just brought it over. And it was what you saw a lot of in the film was all their firepower. You saw spent shells and things on the ground and yeah. dead horses and dead men. And, and just the way that it was depicted. And one thing that this film has had some some backlash, by the way. Why? And I want to talk about that a little bit because... There was one of the actors, one of the white actors in the film 
who commented about the fact that they were trying to make a they were trying to show a diverse cast. Yeah, in there the was film. a few blacks, and, and I, there was, I questioned it. It wasn't too. about blacks; it was about the Sikh soldiers because there were black oh, there soldiers. Were Sikh soldiers. Were there, there were black soldiers. There were black World soldiers War? during this time, but in Britain, I know America. Right. And remember, Correct. this was this was over there. Right. So there were black soldiers, yes, and yes, there were Sikh soldiers because, also because there were, that was an issue in Dunkirk as well. But the only body that would have been black on the beach would have been Algerians. Right, but there was... Oh, I should say Africans. Africans. They're Africans. Right. So once again, there there is going to be people of color in every way. Because once again, folks, well, we are everywhere. Thing, but they really weren't. They really weren't. There weren't a lot of Algerians on the beach at that time. So it was okay to have them missing. Right. But the whole point of this film was the fact that they were there. And so... And there were Sikhs there as well? Apparently so. But... Because I do remember Once Sikh again, this, this actor is getting a lot of backlash... Because Which he, one? he commented about it. No, not it wasn't any of the lead actors. Oh, okay. It was one of the supporting characters in the film. Well, he's an idiot. That's but why he's in. Nevertheless, <laughs> you have you have when you when you're talking about diversity and everybody's looking for diversity in films and. Yeah, but let's be let's be let's be smart about but it. That's why Steve got um Steve. That's why um Spike got in trouble because he was like, uh, the when when uh, Clint made the Iwo Jima film. It was like, hello, it was Japan. Because Spike was like, where are all the blacks? It was Japan. <laughs> there were no blacks. There were no Africans. There were no people of color. It was Japanese people. Right. right. In Japan. So once again, like I said, <laughs> in their war. conversations continue about films and, and, and television too. But I think that it's interesting about what I liked about this film was the fact that it was so driven by the journey itself. It was driven by and, the journey. And, 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 and yes, I did want a little more war. But I appreciate the fact Actually that appreciated that it was less war. We got war. There was war in it. I know, but I just wanted a little bit more. But it was. But I get it. He yeah, was going through a lot. That. He was going through a lot just journey. to get there, and and the fact that he's he persevered and 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 handled his mission. He persevered. and He did what he was supposed to do. And I don't know if people today would be doing the same thing, but unless I, they I, were like career soldiers, I really feel like. But once again, because these guys were so young, yeah, they were young, and they were and driven by people. well, this is your job. This is what you're supposed to do. And I think that what what we see in these 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 young men was that they were able to to do what they were supposed to do, just because they just wanted. I'm gonna do this, and I'm eventually I'm gonna get back home. Well, that I, was really what they're they what were they're, driven to get back home because it really opens and ends in the same way. And buy a tree, right? Um, in a field, and it really sort of opens and ends the same way because this is this, this was their sole thing. This is why Schofield don't care about that medal because his mission is to go home. Yeah. He didn't. He he mentioned he doesn't like to go home because he's only there for a small amount of time and then he has to leave and right. it upsets him. Right. And so he had a family. Blake had a well. Blake had a mom and his siblings and his right. whole thing. Um, they didn't really delve that deep past that, but they all had reasonings for wanting to go home. And for people who had not really been, this is not today, people who had not been outside of the United States or or or, right. or, or England, or Britain, where they were. Britain mm-hmm. in these small little towns like York or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they, they had not been far past the outlines of their own countries. And so this was like... <sighs> so much it, it, I just want to go home well, <laughs> but well, I want to do well and then I want to go home right 
because they they weren't about being heroes. They but weren't. What was about, interesting well, about were, it? But, but exactly, wasn't. and that was the point I was going to bring up next. I feel like Blake was very immature. Yeah. In his in his view of the world, but also that showed his age. And um, he was immature in his duties in terms of who he was and what he was going to do. He seemed very vigilant when his mm-hmm. brother was put at risk, but along the way he forgot who he was and what they needed to do. And so a, a great Well, that's deal. why you needed the, the Schofield character who he's like, well, this is my job, but he also had a family. Well, Schofield and, and that right. was the difference. that was the difference between him, and that's why he could also connect with the young French woman who was taking care of that baby. Yeah, he had, there were so many different things that went on. Um, I just wanted to say something really quickly again about the cinematography. Uh, composition was amazing. Uh, 180 cams, 360, uh, then to close-ups, like 360 close-ups. I don't even know how you do that. Like, it's insane. Um, shooting through elements, through nature, such as trees and grass, crumbling brick walls, groups of people having conversations. Those were some of the most amazing shots where you would look at one person who was in depth, was in a strong depth of field and everyone else was in, was in, was in focus, but not as sharp. And the camera would move completely. It was amazing. And so I really think, you know, in terms of what Cofield went through from a concussion to a cut hand to almost being drowned loss of his allies like it just there was a lot well some of my favorite scenes with with them were with with Schofield and Blake were when they were when they first started on their mission Mm -hmm. and they were literally there was bodies everywhere and they were they were practically two minutes from being injured themselves and and just the the elements around them but they were so determined to do what they were were tasked to do that they didn't let it stop them and, right. and 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 so when you watch films like this, it's these kinds of adventures, you, you're taken on the ride with them. And I felt like throughout the whole film, we were definitely taken on that ride. Absolutely. And and it delivered in that way for sure. It was a journey in 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 tow. So ratings. Oh, so we're doing these. Uh, Are we doing? Do alphabets. you want to keep the letter we'll or you want to keep the, the number? We'll keep the alphabet. We we did letter and number. So. We did we did alphabets. You want to do alphabet? So so we're gonna stay okay. with it. You wanna stay with it? We're in twenty twenty. We can do the I'm alphabet. I'm gonna give this an A plus. I've seen other reviewers give it an A minus because they felt like there was no background story, but I don't really need it. It was about the journey. It was about getting the mission completed. And um that's what I was there for. And Schofield is a far better man than I would ever be because I mean, if I was determined to do something, I think I could get it done, but whew. If I had seen this ahead of time, well, the beauty of him was <laughs> I wouldn't you have know, been able to think do about it, Schofield's so. character, and, and I'm going to give this just an A because I really wanted a little bit more story and I wanted some more war. But mm. for Schofield, the fact that he did all of this before he even got medical attention because he was wounded, yeah. and so before he even helped himself, he was trying to achieve everything he was sent out to do, and yeah. he did that, he and I can appreciate that. And, you know, once again, I, I have to shout out all the, the soldiers and the vets yes. and all those people that have served because it's, another it, thing. it takes it takes all these men and women who are out here serving today and, and, yes. and quote unquote, keeping us safe. So once again, yeah, if nothing I, else, I'm thankful for that. If you're going to run into a fire when I'm running the opposite way, if you're going to run into a war zone with minimal protection like these guys had. Yeah. And I, even for today, I mean, you're you're just running with a little bit more than they had. So they had leather jackets and you got flak jackets. Thank you, yeah, because sure. quite honestly, 
I'm not taking that role. <laughs> and I think you're phenomenal for having the courage and the understanding and 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 the selflessness right, to leave to your own family to go out and fight for a country that does not deserve you. Thank <laughs> you. That. Thank you very much. So let's talk about our faves of uh, 2019. Sure. And these are not always on the Oscar list because the Oscar list is out. Golden Oscar Globes fucking is out sucks. And all these other Fuck things. Them. But, you know, I think we've Oscar's had so some white. favorites. Oscar so biased. Oscar yeah. so bullshit. Yeah. Oscar <laughs> so Oscar so Fuck you. That's what Oscar said. But I think, you know, over the last year, we've watched a lot of films, too. And, mm -hmm. you know, on and off the list and, and some of those things that, you know, we reviewed a lot of films, but there were a lot of other films yeah. that we didn't necessarily talk about. But we still have a lot of favorites mm -hmm. in, in the mix. And I, I think that uh, Tawana and I just wanted to share some of our faves with you. Right. OK. So you want to go first? Should I go first? What yes, you, you first. OK. Um, so um, my faves. Uh, this is not in chronological order. These are just the ones you enjoyed. The three top faves I think I enjoyed the most mm -hmm. out of the year. Okay. Um, number one. Well, fuck it. They're not in chronological order. Okay. Harriet. The first one Got is it. Harriet. Okay. Why Harriet? One, obviously, I'm a black woman. I've been thinking and hearing about Harriet from the day I was born. Um, it is part of our lineage as African Americans in this country. Mm -hmm. um, but Harriet, the film, was so aptly done. I love the heroic positioning of her. Um, she really seemed like an absolute hero. Uh, this little five foot nothing with no education and no um, no education, uh, uh, a health condition. <laughs> Uh, a woman in that time. Yes. She's a suffragette. She's a spy. She had a one-woman show to keep up her her senior living facility for runaway slaves. Like, right. The way Cynthia Revo plays her is so endearing and yet so encouraging to people of all ethnicities in America and, on, and abroad. Um, I really, truly love the way um, Casey Lemons... Right. Uh, uh, directed this film and how Cynthia Revo directed it. Um, I think this is an American hero's tale Absolutely. that should be told worldwide. And I'm so grateful that she has gotten the attention she deserves. Yes. Um, this film was enlightening. It was it was emotional and completely awe inspiring. And yeah. I, I I think it deserved a mention an Oscar more than just Cynthia's performance because she truly deserved it but um, I, I, I truly believe they should have got at least Beck's picture but mm. like I said Oscar go fuck yourself nobody cares <laughs> about you I don't even fucking watch this I, show anymore. I agree I agree about Harriet Harriet was one of those one of those great films and it wasn't one of my picks for the year but I, I also enjoyed it because I, I truly believe in the journey of Harriet yeah. Tugman for and, sure. and I and I'm so glad that we are acknowledging her. And the the beauty of the film is that it's opened the doors of other places around the country to acknowledge her. Yeah. You know, they're opening museums and in, in in honoring her because she should have been honored. Mm -hmm. You know, she was a freedom fighter from the from day one. Right. And so I think that because of Hollywood making a movie, 
it's made people realize we need to make these things happen. And and all the talk about her being on a on a, one of our bills, you know, our, our yeah, she should definitely be on the twenty on the twenty dollar bill. Then. When it happens, I'm you know. She I would say I'm framing a twenty, it. but I'm cheap, so I'm not framing a twenty. We'll I'll take frame, a picture. No, we'll we'll take some pictures. I'll take frame, a picture so, of it and frame yes. that. You know, because like and I said, so, she needs to be you know on these bills for sure. Absolutely, she, she truly was a woman beyond her means and her time because she was making change when no one else was trying to do it. Right, and and to be a woman trying to do it and a black woman right. in the United States of America. That that would be on itself is amazing to me. So my next film is uh, 1917. Okay. Aptly placed primarily because I'm a cinematographer and I have a love for just a vision of what a film could be. And to see a person who has been in this industry for, my God, probably most of my life, if not three quarters of it, he has been making phenomenal films Roger Deakins I'm mentioning again for quite a long time and it's because of men or people like him really who have been doing this um, and I say men because women are very rarely mentioned in cinematographers um, though Mudbound really got some, some open eyes for Morrison so but Actually, I thought of you because I I just did an interview for the Society of Camera Operators oh, um, award show. It. Yeah, and I interviewed uh, the woman who was the first. Um, she ultimately became first AC, and now she's actually a camera, a full camera operator. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's like her starting story was absolutely amazing, I could and imagine. just like um, just what it's like being on set. Oh yeah. Like as a as an I was the first day I could tell you some stories but maybe I wouldn't work again so there's some things I should probably keep to myself yes keep some of that (laughs) as my grandma would say Tawana everyone doesn't have to know what you're thinking at all times I still haven't learned that lesson but for now I will (laughs) so like I was saying um, 1917 not only was extraordinarily directed but extraordinarily crafted and for that it comes in right under the ringer um has one of the greatest films I've seen in a very long time. Um, you know, kudos to you guys, Roger and uh, Sam. You keep making movies. Very good. So, and my third one, I went back and forth between this one and the honorable mention I'm going to mention really quickly. Um, I was going to say Uncut Gems was the third. I'll tell you why. Not only did this movie put your nerves through a fucking uh, meat grinder, (laughs) and if you didn't have anxiety issues before, you probably did during this movie, Um, it was aptly done, fantastically acted by, um, what, I forget his name, Adam Sandler. (laughs) Wow. I'm getting old. Um, By Adam Sandler. I'm just saying. And by Adam Sandler, who, quite honestly, I hate his fucking comedy, but I love him when he's dark. So find more shit like this and bring your hoodie to the set and do this. <laughs> That's all he dresses in his hoodie. You get it. Anyway, um, not only that, um, by the Sephardi brothers. Um, right? I think I said their name right. Sephardi. Yes. Um, oh, what I really appreciate about this film also was their sound design, their edits. They're just... Rivaled is just, just horribly, just 
their assault on the senses were so much that you didn't know if you were coming or going, but you knew you were in for a ride and it was amazing. And for those who didn't like it, I can understand why, because if you're not sort of apt for that sort of kinetic energy, kinetic energy, or, or your, your, or your body is such that it really just can't endure that. I completely get why you didn't like it, but if you can wrap yourself in a weighted blanket and just, make it happen it really was worth the viewing um very good film um and then which also got screwed actually because adam sandler she got fucking nominee fuck these nominated yeah just just, okay keep going i'm not even i feel you bullshit keep going only people i fucking cared about and nominated was um fucking uh, joaquin phoenix and I don't even know. I didn't pay attention so, to the rest. That was the only one that lit me on fire. The rest of them bullshit. Fuck you, Brad Pitt. I, I, I just fuck. I mean, Brad Pitt is a good actor, but not for this. But you can't. He got nominated, but it wasn't about okay. him. Okay, I apologize. I take it back. I take it back. Not fuck you, Brad Pitt, but fuck you now. Fuck you, Oscars, because quite honestly, there were a number of on, there were a number of people that needed to be nominated in films that were not even mentioned. See, that's why I think that that. If you get nominated, yeah. I think that you should have to wait three years to be nominated again. And if you win, you should have to wait five. Absolutely. Because the question is, is this really the best work you're going to do? Because I feel like Marty Scorsese puts together a film and it's like, here's your nomination. Right. right. Regardless of how good or bad the film is. It's too simple. Here's right. your nomination. Right. right. Meryl Streep shows up for four minutes. Here's your nomination. Right. Like, I think there has to be, and it's, it really has to be a matter of, is this really as good as it's going to get for the next three years? Right. I agree with you on that. Like, and, and there has to be. And then that's the other way you're going to, because the, right. the only other way of introducing diversity into it is the actual nominating and voting process. Yes. Which is very difficult to do because the films that a lot of the films that you're talking about, yes. they don't have the money to put into yes. multi million dollar campaigns for yes, these awards. Exactly. These things are huge money makers. Huge money makers. <clears throat> and they just don't have the they, they don't have them. Yeah. They really don't have them. And it's a shame because there were a number of other uh films that really could have like for for instance, Uncut Gems, even if they didn't give them a nomination for best film Probably because the Sephardi brothers are, are are newish, you know, in comparison to the other people that were on nominated. I get it. There were a lot of older, fuck it, white male directors who had been making movies for all this fucking time. And like, I guess it's the dick show for the Oscars this year because there were a number of women who made very good films this year who weren't even mentioned. And I'm sorry, forget Greta. They no, Greta. Greta also is a is is sophomoric at best, and I'm sorry, Little Women doesn't deserve this in the caliber of other films that were 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 bigger in 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 terms of of where they stretched. Yeah. Because Oscars, okay. So if you're gonna nominate someone for Best Picture, let's keep in in mind you're talking about production, you're talking about cinematography, you're talking about writing, and you're talking about directing. That's a Best Picture. Little Women doesn't have all those. If you want to take a film like even Parasite, who I was, I thought was good. I didn't think it was phenomenal, but I thought it was good. It deserves its nominee because they had some really good cinematography. They had some really good writing and efforts. Had some fantastic performances. And their performances yeah. were really good too. So it's just like, you know, and, and then it's a foreign film on top of it all. So it's like they deserve that. I think you need to take take note of 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 nominating and awarding people for for things 
when they deserve it, not in in essence, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so whatever. Two mentions, really quickly. You have two. Re- it's quick. <laughs> the farewell. If you let me do it, the farewell. Yo. Aquafina's the farewell. Um, her comedy show wasn't that great. Um, that's on new on Comedy Central. But if you're a fan of her, maybe you'll love it. But this, she had me crying for my two dead grandmas. I wanted them back. I remembered. If you have a grandma, or if she's gone now, watch the farewell, and you will run to her house immediately. Absolutely. And then, um, another mention is Dr. Sleep. Quite honestly, a fantastic um, sequel to The Shining, and so many years later was able to pull out all the original nuances of the old film. And now, I'm done. I mean, people you was had, talking on my talk. You had two honorable mentions. People was talking whatever. on my talk. I'm just saying, you and Kevin whatever. took a little of my time. Okay. So I gave y'all that. We got you. Whatever. Uh, whatever. You had two honorable mentions. Okay, but you talked for 15 minutes about Harriet when it wasn't even your time. So you good. Go Mom ahead. and dad don't fight. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish We're yours. all here for love. And Vaughn, you have like 20 minutes. So exactly. Hurry Actually, up. I have 10. But, uh, mm-hmm. right, no, you have so like 20. He has 20. Who's keeping time? You're not keeping time? I'm keeping time. All right, so my my three, the Joker, or Joker, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. All of my films are family films, and it relates to his relationship with his mother, and in that twisted, weird. You mean family related? No, because family films kind of implies Disney. No, I don't. Nope, this ain't got nothing to do with Disney. Everybody (laughs) knows me. You mean everybody that knows me knows I don't Um, never talking about Disney. Strangers don't know you. Everybody that knows me knows I'm never talking. People don't listen to this show. Strangers don't know you. No, I'm not listening talking about Disney ever. All of my films, first of all, is Joker, Waves, and Parasite are all about families. And what the thing that struck me with Joker, and because they took a comic book character, DC, thank you for doing this. They took a comic book character and humanized it in this way that you understand because people are not born evil or born good. And I think that he he has a way of the way Joaquin portrayed this character spoke to what it what it is to be to have these issues because he had mental issues he had family issues with his mother for sure she had mental issues mental she clearly had those but but the thing is and Frances Conroy is an amazing actress and thank you for doing what you do because you always bring it to the table Joaquin I'm never surprised by the good work that you do because he brought it every scene and so but I'm glad that this movie because it's not your typical comic book movie because none of these Marvel movies will ever be nominated for a best picture or anything like that because they're not of this caliber but the thing about the Joker was we got to dive deep into what brought him to this space and Joaquin I think he was truly the first the first actor that could have really brought this now Heath could have done it too but the what Joaquin brought to it was very special in, in how it was kind of meditative and uh, he sported it and you, yes he did but it was it was in a different way mm-hmm. but I think that how we delve deeper into this because it was about socioeconomic issues it was about the mental health industry 
and it was about how how society keeps people down in a certain way. And when you have, a, and, and for those people who are dealing with mental illnesses, you know, and they, and they brought this out in the film, you're always pre- supposed to present yourself as quote unquote normal, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how Joaquin did this, it, yes. it spoke in, on so many different levels. And I think that this film stands out as one of my favorites of the year. And I, I just really enjoyed his performance, and I saw it. I saw it like four times. You did? I saw it four times during the year. You went to the movies again? I saw, saw it. I saw it. No, I went four times to see this movie. You went four times to see this movie? Yes. You didn't invite me once to see it the second time? Tawana, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. I remember that. And I actually saw it in IMAX once. I'm like an elephant, never forget. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, but like I said, that's that's one of my faves. Also, Waves. Waves is very good. I really waves, liked Waves I ha- a lot. I have to talk about Waves because it's really about Kevin Harrison Jr., yeah. who is a standout actor. He he gives a performance every time you see him on the screen. We we also reviewed his film Loose, mm-hmm. which he was in earlier in the year. This this film um, it stuck out to me because one you were on the edge of your seat for the, for most Kelvin, of the movie yeah. yes calvin you remember him he yes, was calvin he was seen. the he was the son yeah and he sterling did. k brown he as comes the, at night loose. sterling k brown yeah. was the father in the family we know him from uh this is us but i think that what we saw in this was a different kind of take on even his his character as that determined father to push his children forward regardless and I, and and I love the performances in this movie. The music was excellent because that was this was uh, Trent Reznor's music, and I and you felt the energy moving throughout the film. Uh, my third uh, film was Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to see this one, and we didn't get to review it because I couldn't see it during the time that it was did you, out. Did you eventually see it? I saw it. Yes, oh, yeah. I did. Okay, and um, but. I absolutely love this film because I love the family dynamic of the film. Mm-hmm. I love the the dichotomy between the wealthy family versus the, the the poor family. And you know, even in reading the synopsis, they refer to the wealthy family as a family. They refer to the f- poor family as a clan. Oh, I'm sure. And that that speaks volumes to why this film works for so many people because actually in this 1% world that we live in, because it's really the world, it's not the United States only, yeah. it's the world. Because this speaks, takes place in Korea. It speaks to people because there are more people in the in the majority than the 1%. And so that's why it resonates so much with people. And I, I love the performances. I think they were standout. And I, I wish that the actors would have actually gotten nominated too and represented for the work that they did, especially the the young boy and his sister and mm-hmm. even even the wife of the wealthy the wealthy family. I really enjoyed and she won the Khan uh Best Actress Award. Gotcha. But I think that, you know, she should have also been acknowledged because just some standout performances, the way it was shot and everything about it. Mm-hmm. My honorable mention is the farewell. Mm, fantastic. Fantastic! I love the family component of it. Mm-hmm. The grandma, the whole, everything about this film was wonderful. Right. And it, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with your race or economic status no. or anything about that. Anybody who's love their grandmother or grandfather, yes. whatever your situation is, if you've ever had this experience, this film will stand out to you. Aquafina, I love her. 
and I've watched her career as she's been blossoming. Yeah, and she she should do more more can, deep. She should yeah, do more dark stuff. She can definitely do it. The comedy thing is 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 great, but it it where her substance is is in the darkness, like Adam Sandler. Yeah, I, and, I, and I'm glad that, but I think that that's the thing about comedians. I think they have the ability to jump back and forth between yeah, one or the, the other. Darkness exists in them. So those those are my faves for the year. And absolutely. You, know, you might not hear about them during Oscar night, but you know what? You absolutely won't. Go find Except these films. Parasite. And you know the thing about the thing about Go these films, them. like for example, Waves. You can find Waves and Parasite on on Amazon Prime, yeah, on, on Voodoo, and, and Google Movies, and so on and so yeah. forth. So go out and find these movies. Joker, Harriet. You can still find Harriet too yeah. if you look hard enough. So I think that one one thing about this show, and I think what we want to stress to everybody is that. And 1917 still in the theater. So absolutely. Gems. Absolutely. So the thing about this show and what we want to stress to everybody is just to go out and try these movies and, and experience them for yourself. Try them out. Have what you like. It's Don't all about what you like. It's not about what Hollywood tells you to like or Rotten Tomatoes tells you you're right. supposed to like. Just, go, just go out and find those movies. Take a look and see. See what you like. You'd be surprised. You might surprise sure. yourself. You never know. Anyway. Did you surprise yourself today, Dora? Did I surprise myself today doing what? You're stout. No. I knew I'd like a stout. <laughs> I surprised myself with all the dick talk for the lesbian yeah, I like in I, me. I, I know, but it's the okay. The giant mother lesbian I am. That's okay. Um, Thank you, mother lesbian. Actually, I'm, I'm more than that. I'm a stud, so it's like. Okay. I'm a little manly, so I guess that's where my that was where the dick comment came from. I keep going, but we'll never be sponsored. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll work on a nailed joke for your stud comment later there for the next go. episode. But don't shut. All right, so um, thank you so much for coming through. If you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow us on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. SoundCloud where we host our podcast and on Spotify. Yes. Um, don't forget to use the hashtag, this hashtag BBM Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us about your likes, your dislikes, what you agree with, what you don't agree with. Maybe this dick conversation wasn't for you. We're so sorry. <laughs> but nevertheless, you persevered. And uh, or drink re- uh, recommendations. We'll take Absolutely. those as well. Tell me so, what you want me to drink. I'm down for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm down for it too. I'll try an IPA. I won't like it, but I'll try it. Um, and someone, for the love of God, send these people some free booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, by all means, listen. You can come sit with us. We'll. You can make a script. We will do our very best to appease you in your advertising needs. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much. Make sure to tune back in for episode 58. It's my birthday episode. Yeah. Bitch is old. Strippers all around. I wish. Can we get strippers? We're going to have strippers for the oh. show. Can we have 45 of them? 45. <laughs> I got to have 45 strippers. 45 strippers. Wow. One for every year. Oh, my God. That's all a lot. All right. Let's do 30. Wow. <laughs> I'll take 20. Okay. Five. Let's have one. Well, well if let's have one. If a lap dance comes into it. Okay, we got you. Done. We got you. No, we won't do that on air, though. Beer, um, bourbon, and a movie. <laughs> thank you so much. This is Beer, Bourbon, and, and a, a movie. movie.